Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Subwave Network podcast. I'm Scott. And unfortunately, I'm once again solo for this episode. I will not be joined by Lou as they are currently trapped inside the time vortex. I, I think. At least that's the message I got sent. But alas, uh, I will continue with our companion series as I move on to discuss Martha Jones. Now, I still have Lou's intro written here, so I'll, I'll give it my best shot. This week, we discuss the unloved queen that is Martha Jones, underrated by many, none more so than the 10th Doctor himself. Series 3 was the year of unrequited love, the 10th Doctor moping around about Rose, and that time the Master became Prime Minister of Great Britain. Somehow not the worst Prime Minister Britain's ever had. I don't know, is that too soon for a politics joke? Anyway, we carry on. Uh, Martha is definitely a companion underrated by many, and I do agree that the 10th Doctor is certainly one of them. She spends the majority of Series 3 in the shadow of a companion that is no longer travelling in the TARDIS. Her introduction in Smith & Jones is absolutely brilliant. We get a real sense of her life, her family, and why she would choose to leave all that behind and head off with the Doctor in the TARDIS. Smith & Jones, which of course introduces the Jadoon, giving us the amazing line of a Jadoon platoon upon the moon specifically written, of course, to test David Tennant's ability to not revert into his Scottish accent, or at least that's how the story goes. Um, and now in that early RTD tradition, the first three stories uh, include a present story, a past story, and a future story. Um, you get the brilliant Shakespeare code, um, and then the third and final appearance in its current incarnation of the face of Bo in Gridlock. Um, and, of course, his lasting message, you are not alone, Time Lord. Now, the hidden Easter egg in this season, I know I mixed that quote up a touch. Uh, the hidden Easter egg in that season was Vote Saxon with the posters that could be seen in the background whenever you're in the present. And the handprint of Harold Saxon, and I suppose the footprint as well, and the fingerprints, probably all of them, um, could be seen just below the surface. Enough for the viewers to see, but completely oblivious to the Doctor and Martha. Um, now, there was a there was a Dalek two-parter in the middle of that um, series, but we, we don't mention it, so I'll swiftly move on. And same reason I'm not going to discuss the Lazarus experiment. Uh, very similar. Um, now, the second half of Series 3 is so strong for me. You know, starting from that midpoint of 42, which is a lovely bottle episode, and is, you know, one of my favourite things that Chris Chibnall has written. Yeah, I said what I said. Um, but for me, the crown jewels of the season come in the form of Human Nature Family of Blood, uh, which is then immediately followed up by Blink. Um, Blink that I'm not going to touch on because Martha is barely in it, um, but is, of course, a brilliant story. Everyone knows how amazing Blink is. Um, but I recently watched Human Nature Family of Blood, and I think it still holds up to this day. And it's even more timely considering uh, the themes around war um, with the fact that this episode of the podcast comes out the day after Remembrance Day. Um, and the epilogue of at the end of Family of Blood always makes me so emotional as you see the old Timothy sitting there with the pocket watch, seeing the Doctor and Martha off in the distance. It's, it's a lovely ending to that story. Um, and, the, you know, the and that whole two-parter really hinges on Martha and her job of keeping the Doctor safe while he's off playing a human. And we all know what happened there. Um, but for me, the episodes in which Freema truly shines as Martha are the final three of the season. 
Utopia, Sound of Drums, and Last of the Time Lords. In Utopia, we get to see her bond initially with Captain Jack as he makes his almost triumphant return, you could say. You know, he starts off clinging to the edge of a TARDIS, but what's new for him? Um, <laughs> and the the brilliant first couple of interactions, uh, you know, him flirting just by saying hello. And then when they finally discuss uh, Rose and Martha's reaction of, she was blonde. Oh, what a surprise. Um, she really does play the sort of atypical companion role in that episode. She has the uh, bonding with Crete, which then sets up the absolutely heartbreaking reveal in the finale. Oh, those skies were not made of diamonds. Um, but uh, for me, it is in that two-part finale. Um, Freema continues to shine. The chemistry between Martha and Jack brilliant especially in um sound of drums um which obviously sets up the fact that martha would go on to appear in torchwood series two also led at the time by um rtd um and the the perception filter description is something that i always really clung to and related to from from the doctors oh i know what it's like it's like when you fancy someone and they don't know, even know you exist and then just cut to Jack's U2, huh? Um, and then moving on to Last of the Time Lords, which completely centers on Martha. You know, we open with her having just traveled around the world in the, in the space of a year, spreading the message of the Doctor. She ultimately sets the trap that then defeats the Master. I mean, look, let's get this straight. The Master is defeated in this story because of Martha Jones. You know, the impact of the finale and the weight of the entire series weighs so heavily on Martha and her family that it's ultimately what makes her decide to leave the TARDIS of her own free will, which is one of my favorite things about Martha and why she really stands out for me. Um, you know, she's one of the only companions that chooses of her own free will to leave the life of the Doctor and just go back to her family and go back to her job and go back to her pre-doctor life even if she does you know join unit and spend time with Tor torchwood etc etc um and obviously i can't mention the series three finale without briefly mentioning the captain jack reveal the face of Bo, they called me <laughs> um but that was not the end of her story as you may know if you have seen the episode after she leaves the TARDIS, she walks back in about 30 seconds later, um, continues her ongoing conversation with the Doctor, explaining why she was getting out. But she chucks her phone to the Doctor and says, this will not be the last time I will see you. And she appears for a lovely three-episode run in the middle of Series 4. Um, Freema gets the chance to do to do this sort of double role in this uh, Sontaran two-parter, where she plays the Sontaran agent um, when Martha is out of action, um, but then gets sidelined in the doctor's daughter just to kind of be the person with the half, which, you know, doesn't really do the character very, uh, very much justice. Um, however, that's all right because she was back again in the series four finale, Stolen Earth Journey's End. Now as Dr. Jones working for unit, as I previously mentioned, Martha gets some absolutely brilliant moments. The, the phone call with Jack as she uses Project Indigo, um, the you know, and the reveal that it does take her home and saves her. 
And then, of course, her part with the Osterhagen key and the whole thing of Davros uh, and his speech to the Doctor of you fan- you've fashioned your companions into weapons. Um, and now, of course, this was after her being a part of the Subwave Network. It's a really good name for a podcast, isn't it? Um, <laughs> which, of course, was um, at the head of the Subwave Network was the marvellous Harriet Jones, whose initial downfall also allowed for the rise to prominence of Harold Saxon, setting the whole of the Series 3 arc into motion. Martha appears uh, once more. She has a brief cameo um, at the end of the end of time as the Doctor is looking back on all of his previous companions, or at least the companions that that incarnation had interacted with. Um, in which we see uh, Martha had at some point left um, Dr. Milligan, um, who she was engaged to um, and was now with Mickey Smith. You know, I'm sure they bonded over the doctor choosing Rose and Rose choosing the doctor. (laughs) Um, Joking, of course. Or am I? Um, But anyway, I would love to see more in the adventures of Martha and Mickey, though. Now, big finish. You know what to do. Um, as I mentioned, Martha made appearances in Torchwood Series 2. And if not for scheduling conflicts, she also would have made an appearance in the Sarah Jane Adventures story, Enemy of the Bane, which I think would have been absolutely brilliant. However, the only bright side of this was that it gave us the last appearance in the Hooniverse of Nicholas Courtney as the Brigadier. So Alistair Gordon Lethbridge-Stewart was the last appearance that he would make before his death in the worlds of Doctor Who. Now, Martha as a companion is one I always enjoy watching. For me, her some of her best moments do come in Smith & Jones, where she's ultimately able to save the day by saving the Doctor and allowing him to do the final acts. Um, and as I already mentioned, she is the reason for me how the Master ends up getting defeated in that series finale. The way that she laughs in the face of him just before revealing her plan that ultimately saved the whole day. It's absolutely brilliant. That I, you know, brilliant. She has a very complicated relationship with her family. Um, and they are ultimately the reason, as I said, that she leaves the TARDIS um, and to pursue her career. She is a real doctor, after all. Now, a quick fun fact for you. Um, I couldn't talk about, you know, I couldn't have an episode without a fun fact, after all, could I? Um, Trevor Laird, who plays Martha's father, Mr. Jones, also appeared in classic Doctor Who. He appeared in the sixth Doctor story, Mind Warp. Now, that is all for me on The Amazing Martha Jones. Listeners, what were your favourite Martha episodes or moments? And let me know if you'd like to see Freema reprise her role for Big Finish or for the main show. For me, it would be a yes for either. I would love to see more Martha adventures. Uh, Let me know what you think in the comments or drop the podcast a message on social media. Next week, as we approach Doctor Who Day and Doctor Who's 57th birthday, we bring you the first of a two-part celebration of Doctor Who's 50th anniversary year. Well, it's the first time we've had this podcast um, and had a Doctor Who Day. We thought we had to. Part one next week sees us discuss the 50th anniversary special itself, The Day of the Doctor with the following week discussing basically everything else that that went on around it, but specifically focusing on things like Night of the Doctor, 
um, an adventure in space and time and the five-ish doctors reboot which are all amazing as is the day of the doctor as you will hear next week thank you for joining us until next week this is the subwave network signing off goodbye thanks for listening enjoying the podcast consider giving us a review on apple podcasts or tell your friends about us want to find out more well you can like us on facebook at facebook.com slash subwave network follow us on twitter at subwave underscore podcast or on instagram at subwave network and don't forget to check out our youtube channel featuring interviews and other cool vids I spent a lot of time with you thinking I was second best, but you know what? I am good.